0: You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Glory to God. Let's open up in prayer, find your seats. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you, giving you praise, honor, and glory, Lord. We come. We give you thanks, Lord God, for this wonderful day that you have given us, for another day of life, Father God, another day that we come together in, as one, Father, to worship you and to praise you and to exalt you, Father, for there is no one like you, no one above you, and no one beside you. Thank you, Lord God, for coming into our lives, for transforming us. And we thank you, Father God, for the for the work that you've started in us will will continue until it is completed. Father God, it is a promise that you have given us, and we praise you for that promise. And we believe that you will complete the work you started in us, Father. Lord, we put this time in your hands. We pray for the worship. Lord God, that you guide us and help us, Holy Spirit, to be able to worship you as one, in one accord, Father God, lifting and praising you and just giving you thanks, Father God, for the many things you have done for us and just for who you are, for Father, for you are worthy to be worshiped and praised. Father God, we place, we place the word, Father God, and, and the person that's going to bring the word, I pray that your Holy Spirit will guide them or her, Father God, that, that, your, that your Holy Spirit, Father God, will touch the hearts and let the word fall into good soil, Father. So we put it all in your hands and we give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Well, praise God this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. I just uh, just so you guys know, I turned the fans on. It got a little warm in here during worship. Amen. Praise God. Lord was sweating out some pounds out of me this morning, amen? So praise the Lord for that, amen. Well, praise God. Being able to come together and praise the Lord. You know, it's just amazing because we were just talking about this morning, uh, about remembering, you know, how the people of Israel remember the deliverance from Egypt and that time in the festival of Booths, but how we do so together as a church. We're remembering all that Christ has done for us, you know, and how we should take that time. So this morning to be able to sing these songs that we sang today just kind of takes me back to a place of when I gave my life back to the Lord, and these were a lot of the songs that we sang. So just to hear them again just kind of brought me back to that place of just thankfulness of, Lord, thank you for saving me, Lord. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for never giving up on me, and thank you for never losing, you know, patience with me because, you know, it's, it's, you know I was, I'm a bit of a hardhead sometimes, but, you know. I say sometimes, but it's probably all the time, <laughs> but thank God that he's still working in me and he's still working in all of us today, amen, so I'm just grateful to God for that because I'm hearing these songs, and I'm like, wow, Lord, this was like back in, you know, when I first started coming back to church and it was just like, amen, it just, like, it's, it's a beautiful time just to be able to remember, amen. So praise God. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. It's good to be together to seek the Lord together as a church and to be able to come together in the love of God and just the faithfulness of God and just excited for what the Lord is doing and just his faithfulness to, to us, to as a people and to the church and to the world today. So continue to give him praise and glory and honor. Amen. Well, this a uh, couple of announcements. This Wednesday, we do have Bible study. Um, so this Wednesday, we are still in the book of Acts, chapter 13. So we encourage you to study the Word of God with us. Uh, feel free to join us here in the Annex Room. And uh, this week, we will have coffee, amen? So this last week, we were kind of, uh, it's time for some coffee again. We need we needed a little kick in there. And it was kind of nice to have our coffee. So this week, we will be having the coffee back on uh, Bible studies and everything. And, uh, you know, so if you have not been coming because we didn't have coffee you know, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> perfect time, you know what, I'm gonna let you know, there'll be coffee now, okay, guys, so now the, the, <laughs> the snacks and the desserts, all that, those were all, those were usually brought in, so, you know, that's, that's, that's up to you if you want to go that route, amen, we're not gonna say no, praise God, <laughs> amen, amen, just long as you sanctify them, praise God, you know, so they become healthy, Amen? Those 400-calorie snacks all of a sudden become 150. Amen? So, praise God. (laughs) Yeah, that's not right, right? That's not right. Okay. Amen. Thanks for correcting me. Praise God amen so we will have Bible study Wednesday night so we encourage you to join us we do have the Bible studies online as well at 7 p.m. so uh, we usually start the Bible studies at 7:10, but you know doors are open about 6:45. so feel free to come on in and uh, just you know as we come to study the Word of God together and grow together as we seek him as our teacher and uh, as he continues to lead us and guide us and direct us amen so looking forward to that also Friday night prayer uh, we've been going to the uh, chat actually the verse of Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you as well. So we've been taking that time, and uh, the last two weeks we went through the first word of seek and talking a little bit about that and what that means, and then seeking the Lord as we prayed. And this past Friday was the kingdom of God, and really just talking about and discussing a little bit of what the kingdom of God is, and in that then being able to pray. And what was awesome is as we were just finishing up, you know, um, as we were just finishing up talking about it, all of a sudden the land started to shake, amen? (laughs) Amen. We're like, oh, we're like, oh, praise God, the Lord's shaking up the kingdom. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So it was it was definitely a blessing, you know, and we kind of, you know, right, let's let's wait till it stops, let the wave stop moving. The Lord's moving in this place right now, you know, checked in on the families. Everybody was good. And then we continued to pray. Amen. And seek the Lord. And don't worry if you're a little shooken up. We took the time to pray for you. Amen. <laughs> pray for the peace of God. Yes, Sister Jerry. Did you feel it here? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I was within a mile of. Oh, wow. Ooh, I live in person. Okay. I have never felt anything so terrifying in my whole life. And my God, my son had to grab me out of the chair. I had frozen. And all I could say was, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. Amen. So
0: Amen. <coughs>
1: Amen, praise God, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> so when you feel that ground is shaking, who are we going to call on? Jesus. Jesus, amen, hallelujah, amen, amen, because there are aftershocks. <laughs> but that's what we came together and we prayed and you know what? It's just like in life though, you know, it's one of the challenges that we came across was, well, Right then and there when everything started shaking, we could have said, uh, let's go home, guys. You know? <laughs> you know, but we waited. We checked in on the family, you know, sent out some texts, made a phone call or two. And then after that, you know, we said, no, we're going to continue to pray. And how many of us know that, you know, as we have earthquakes in our land, we also have earthquakes in our life many times. Amen. Get some stuff shaking up and everything like that. And that's where we find ourselves in a challenging place. Am I going to continue to seek God? Or am I going to try to work it out on my own? So, you know, it was just a nice little teaching there. So, you know, praise God. Amen. And, and uh, you know, it's just a good place to be in as to be able to seek the Lord and, and to know that he's in control. So remember, call upon the name of Jesus if you feel that land shaking. Amen. If you feel the earth shaking, praise God. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for sharing that, Sister Jerry, because that brought a lot of peace to a lot of hearts, all of our hearts this morning. Amen. <laughs> amen so we encourage you to join us out so this week we'll be going through uh, his righteousness so you know if you're able to join us here you're, you're at home or wherever you're out throughout the day we just encourage you to focus on what is his righteousness what does that mean you know and what does it mean to be seeking his righteousness and from that point point on then we pray as the lord leads in his righteousness amen so it's just taking that time and, and that's what uh, prayer has actually really been being about a lot so it's been nice to be able to do that and just be able to take that time and just you know talk and fellowship and discuss what the word is you know what the word is saying and just seeking him by his spirit so praise god and and also being able to pray and seek the lord through prayer amen so we encourage you let's keep praying together amen we need to pray for one another and uh you know sister jerry we you were the one one of the ones we're praying for amen and and I thank the Lord that he is faithful for that. So praise God cuz I know they can be a little nerve-wracking and you know some people really get really freaked out on the, and they you know it's it's pretty crazy, you know, but thank God we do have the name of Jesus to call upon. So let me encourage you. You know, you're with a group or you're with you're alone, wherever you're at, just call on Jesus. He's there with you. Amen. 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 He's able to stop that earthquake by the way too. Amen. So Praise God. And uh, next Sunday, what's it was so called? We will be celebrating 83 years of God's faithfulness. Amen. To New Living Way Church. Amen. So we're looking forward to coming together on that next weekend, next Sunday. Um, you know what? And it's just, it's just amazing. The scripture that comes to mind is, Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. And not just to New Living Way Church as a church, but also to we as a people, to his people, to his word, to this world today. Amen. So that is where we're coming together next Sunday to celebrate just God's faithfulness. And, uh, you know, but, you know, also celebrating the faithfulness of of 83 years to, you know, in New Living Way Church and being able to bring forth the word of God and, you know, being able to learn the word of God and grow together through the word of God and just how faithful, you know, his word he has been to his church. So we're just grateful to that. And uh so next Sunday there will be no 9:15 prayer in the morning, but doesn't mean you don't pray. So you know, encourage you to still pray in the morning. You'll know, take some time and pray and seek the Lord. And uh pray that the food will be good. Amen. All right. Oh, okay. A couple of you only. All right. It's a couple of you just I don't care. It's free. Amen. So, <laughs> Amen. so. <laughs> Did I mention it's free? Jesus paid it all. Amen. Jesus paid for it already. So that food will be free. Amen. So I'm getting a couple more, you know, amens out there. So praise God once the free comes in. Amen. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So it'll just be a day of fellowship and, you know, coming together. Uh, We'll be meeting here in the annex room at 1045. Most likely have the food ready to serve by 11. And, uh, you know, we'll have some coffee in the morning as well. So if you'd like to come and join us for a cup of coffee a little bit earlier, feel free to do so. And uh, just really looking forward to coming together and, uh, and seeking the Lord. And I believe there'll be some sweets, too. So, amen. So some healthy sweets. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> amen. So we'll definitely be looking forward to coming together for that. So we encourage you. Come and join us. And, uh, and also, what's it called? We encourage you to bring somebody with you. Feel free to bring somebody with you. One of the things that we have always seen in this church is God knows how to multiply the food. Amen. God always knows how to multiply the food. And there has never been a time that I have left here hungry. Amen. Has never been a time that I left here hungry. It's like sometimes you see, we've seen even potlucks. We're just like, oh, this would be enough. But all of a sudden, they're just always enough. Amen. And more than enough, even to be able to take home. Amen. So God is always faithful in that. So I'm just really looking forward to what the Lord has and what he's doing. Amen. So amen. Praise God. Well, Looking forward to that. Well, let's pray for the tithes and offerings this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, Father God, for this opportunity to worship you in our giving, my God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for teaching us, Father God. Father, what real giving is all about, my God. And Father God, the freedom and the blessing in giving, Lord. So Father, in Jesus' name, God, any questions that we may have, Lord God, or any issues that we may have in our giving, Father God, we ask you to teach us, to help us to trust you. And Father God, to bring us to To a place to be able to give joyfully and cheerfully my god father recognizing and acknowledging lord god it is yours my god and being thankful lord god that father god lord jesus you are provision my god and father god lord jesus we just thank you lord that father this is an area that we're not only able to give but we're able to grow in our giving, my God. And Father God, Lord, we just thank you this morning, Lord God, as we come willingly, humbly before your throne this morning, asking you, Lord, to help us to grow in this area. And we just thank you, Father God, for the 83 years of your faithfulness in the finances in this house, my God. Thank you for providing and making provision for everything that is needed and all that is done here, my God. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that's been able to be be sent out as well, my God. So Father, we just thank you today, Father, for Father God, the finances and the provision, my God, because Lord, you are our provider, Lord. And we just love you and we praise you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, hallelujah, amen. Well, rich kids, rooted in Christ, you are dismissed this morning, amen? So feel you guys enjoy class this morning, amen. Praise God, and for those that are still here, let's. Uh, we're going to be turning our Bible over to We'll look at Matthew 6, 33 this morning, amen? Our scripture for prayer. So if you'd like to turn your Bibles there to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And we're going to be looking at a little bit of, of what we learned in, through prayer and through seeking the Lord through the time of prayer and the kingdom of God. So this is what we'll be looking at this morning, talking a little bit about that as we seek the Lord together this morning, Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day, another beautiful morning. We thank you, Father God, for this time. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for another day of your faithfulness, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, that, Lord, your love is great, your love is wonderful, my God. And we thank you for your love, Father God, for us and this world today, my God. And we just thank you, Lord, as we're able to come together, Lord Jesus, to seek you through your word. Lord, we come with hearts of gratitude and hearts that are humble this morning. We ask you to teach us, to speak to us, Father God, to instruct us, my God, Lord Jesus, and not only to hear your word, my God, but, Lord, also to live it, Lord, so Father we just thank you this morning and we give you the glory, the praise and the honor, Father God. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So let's look at Matthew 6:33 and again this is the scripture that we've been going through for prayer and it says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you." So I want to touch a little bit on the kingdom of God and really just really a kingdom in general, okay? So what we kinda talked about on Friday is what makes a kingdom? What makes a kingdom? And how does someone become, how does a kingdom become a kingdom, really? And how does that kingdom start to have its rule? Well, many times in order for another kingdom to take over, it has to conquer an existing kingdom. It has to conquer another land. And we get to see that in the, book, in, in the Old Testament where we see when the children of Israel grow out and they're promised the promised land, but they had to go in and they had to fight for it. They had to go in in the grace of God and they had to conquer these lands in order that their, that kingdom, that nation would be established. You know, we look at the nations in our world today. They're not nations just because somebody handed it over. They're nations that were conquered in order to take it over. We catch that. These nations are even our own country today did not come. It came through war. It came through conquering. it came through. And, and, you know, when you look along, you look at throughout history in many different areas. These nations that are up today came from some time in history that there was a conquering. And that there was war and that there was. Things that happened in order for this nation or this country to take over. It may have changed a little bit, but we still see wars today. We still see battles that are going on in this world today over nations, over pieces of land. I mean, reality, but we see that in our own street neighborhoods. You grow up in a neighborhood, people are fighting over street corners, over street areas, because they're looking to conquer, they're looking to take over. Because once you can take over an area, then it becomes yours. And now you have the right to reign or to rule over that area or over that kingdom. So I wrote here at conquering in order to take control and authority, therefore taking the right to rule as the kingdom as that person sees fit. So. Whoever's in charge or the ruler of that kingdom is now in charge of the laws of the land and the rules of that land. Is now in charge to be able to come in and say, okay, now this is how we're going to do things. We're going to do things my way, the way that we want to do it in this. And it could be one leader, it could be a group of leaders, but regardless of the fact, because now they have the reign and rule, this is the changes that are going to come along with it. An example that I think of, and it's just a small, you know, a simple example, but think about our nation today, right? When you're driving on the road, we drive on the left side, right? We're following the laws of our land and of our nation and on this side of the world. But yet when you go, you go to Europe and you go to the other side, they're driving on the right side. And that's how they do things over there. Because it's a different nation. It's a different way of life. And there's a bunch of different laws and a different way of how they do things as opposed to how we do things. Their rating system in their television is way different than ours, although ours is getting pretty close to theirs. But still, it's done differently because they're different nations, different places. You know, how many of you are grateful to live in the country you live in today? It's not a perfect country, but it's a good country. We have a lot of freedoms. We have a lot of things that we're able to enjoy and be able to benefit from and It's, it's a beautiful thing. There's other places in our world today that don't have that luxury that are facing war constantly, that are in famine, that are without, that don't have the clothes that we have, that get the old clothes that, you know, it's, it's amazing. You see sometimes these, these shows and you wonder what happens when, you know, you, you see the world series or the, you know, the super bowl, or you see a game, you know, they made the shirts for both sides, right? But what happens to the losing team side? Well, they get sent overseas, and then you see them in these other countries and they're wearing something. They wait, they didn't win that Super Bowl. But they did, they had to do something with the clothes. And, the, and they don't care. It's it's a brand new shirt. It's it's you know, and they're not worried about, you know, they've you know how, how do they care? But they're grateful for what they have. They're grateful that you know what, we have something. So it kind of puts ourselves in a place like, man, Lord, I am truly blessed if I really am willing to take an inventory and really look at what I have and really see the freedoms that I have and really be able to see just the fact that me and you are able to come to church and not have to worry about being terrorized or not have to worry about what is being said. I mean, we're getting there. You're seeing changes but we're still able to come together to meet, to seek Jesus Christ. The good news is still able to go forth. But what are we doing with that? What are we doing with the freedoms that we have? So we look at this and it says to seek first the kingdom of God. Well, how many of us know that we got a conqueror? And his name is Jesus. Jesus. And he came in and he conquered sin and death. And his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Think about it this way. Before Christ, me and you belonged to the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness had a hold on us that we were blind, that we were deaf, that we were mute, that we were in bondage to sin. And it was in that, in that darkness, in that sin, that we could not see God or at least see God for who He really, truly is. And in that, we find ourselves living a life as an enemy of God, as an enemy of Christ, because of the bondage and the sin that we were in, that we were born into, that we had no power to be loose from. We could not do it on our own. It wasn't until the Lion of Judah came in it wasn't until the conquering Savior came in and overthrew the kingdom of darkness within our lives and brought us into the kingdom of light. Into His kingdom, a kingdom that is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. You ever think about the power and the authority that, went, that came into your heart and life to deliver you and me from the bondages of sin and death? To the place where Sister Jerry can give a testimony and say, Because if I die, I want the last thing to say is Jesus. That is the victory that we have. Because this life doesn't end here, we have eternal life in Christ Jesus. We belong to an everlasting kingdom a kingdom that will never fade, a kingdom that will never be conquered and a kingdom that will never lose its power. It's an everlasting kingdom. And let me tell you something. This kingdom never stopped ruling. The problem was our access into that kingdom because of sin. And it wasn't until God made a way through his son Jesus who became the way, the truth, and the life that we can now have access to the Father and also become citizens in the kingdom of God. How amazing is that? He conquered de- death and sin once and for all on that cross for me and you. Can I tell you something? Jesus didn't have an issue getting into heaven, <laughs> we did. We needed a Savior to come in to deliver us and to make a way where there was no way. And we got to see that, and we see that today in Jesus Christ. I wrote here, His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, a kingdom that will, never, that will always stand, a kingdom that will always reign, and a kingdom that we belong to and we have access through Jesus Christ. So let's look at Matthew chapter 12, Verse 22 through 29 here. Matthew 12, verse 22 through 29. We see some issues that the Pharisees and the leaders here have and the work that Christ Jesus was doing. Because we see the authority. Many were amazed by Jesus because of the authority that he spoke with. He just didn't teach, he taught with authority. As the word of God should be taught as this is the word and this is true and this is how it is. Whether you understand it or not, this is still my word and it is alive. And it is powerful enough to break the yoke, to set the captive free, to save the lost, to deliver, to heal. And so right here you see the jealousy and you see the motives of the heart. And the wickedness and the principalities and the work of the devil behind this. As you see the accusations that they bring against Jesus, because they have, no other, they have no other option how to explain how Christ Jesus is doing this because of the refusal to believe in who he is. So this is their only option. This is their only way to, to figure this is what's going on. And this is why it says in verse 22, it says, Then a demon-oppressed man who was blind and mute was brought to him and he healed him so that the man spoke and saw. So this man, imagine he is physically blind and he's physically deaf. He cannot see and he cannot hear. That is a hard place to be in. It's one to have one and the other, but to have both? But yet we get to see the power of God as Jesus heals this man and this man regains his sight and regains his hearing. The kingdom of God, the presence of God and the authority of God reigning and showing that authority by delivering this man and healing him. You see the power that is in that? That is not natural. (laughs) That is not natural. It's supernatural. It's beyond natural abilities. It's beyond anything we can imagine. But yet, Jesus Christ does this with a single word, with very few words. And they see this power, and they don't know how to respond to this power, because to be healed is to... To be relieved, to be cured, to be restored to health. Let me ask you a question today. How many have been healed by His stripes? You are healed today. How many of you did He cure? Did He heal? Did He relieve from the torment of being separated from Him? Well, by His stripes you are healed. You've been made whole you are now complete you don't have to go search for the meaning of life you found him now you can go live your life with meaning and with purpose if you choose to because that's the joy it's already knowing lord i have purpose i have meaning and it's in you So now I can live and enjoy that and enjoying the the life that you've given me. And even in the times that I'm wondering what's going on, I could still know, Lord, but God, I know there's a purpose. Because this is just part of the work that you're doing within my life, but doesn't doesn't take away from the meaning and the purpose and the plan that you have for me. So just know that where you're at today and the life you're living today, there's a purpose and you have a meaning. You were predestined. He called you. He chose you. So go enjoy your life. Live your life knowing that there's a purpose and a reason for it. Amen? And trust Him through the hard times because even through that, there's a reason and a purpose. So you have a greater one living in you a greater kingdom. And that can that overpower sin, death, sickness, bondage. And that who is, that's who has delivered us and given us victory. And they go on to say in verse 23, he goes, and all the people were amazed and said, can this be the son of David? Is this the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man cast out Demons. Beelzebub is known as Lord of the house. Think about that. Lord of the house. That was me before Christ. He was the Lord of this house because I was in bondage to sin. But not anymore because someone greater came into my life and got rid of that Lord of the house and now became the new Lord of this house, this temple, as he did for me and you, and as he's still doing today. It's also a name for Satan, the prince of evil spirits. And a parody version of it would be also seen as the dung god, catch that? The dung God. <laughs> Do you guys know what dung is? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's feces. Amen. And this is what they're accusing him of casting out demons in. And verse 25, it says, knowing their thoughts, he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is a divided. He is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, when he says your sons. It's believed that in this time, and you see this in the seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts, when they come and try to cast out the, demon, the demons out of the man, and it says, we cast you out in the name of the God that Paul preaches. And then we see that man jump up and beat the hell out of him. <laughs> and it brought great fear because they realized, no, this is not something to be messed with. But it's also believed that many of those that were out there performing exorcisms or supposedly exorcisms, well, it was really a big show. They would do many things and enchanting and, you know, different things and make a big old show about it as if they were casting out demons. But yet there's really no history or nothing recorded that it ever really worked or at least truthfully. And unfortunately today, we see that going on even within the church. Where there's a big show and there's much incantation to cast out demons. And reality of it is, that's not what Christ called us to do. Because reality of it is, when you think about incantations and you think about all these different things and you look back at the prophets of Baal... What did they do to try to call on their God? They did incantations. They did a big show all day. And at the end of it, there was nothing. But see, there may have been some signs and say, oh, wow, these guys are able to actually cast out demons. But when you really look at the fruits and you really see the hearts of these people, those could have just been staged. To make it look like these people were casting out demons. Now, I don't know enough on it, but I have seen enough now to see that things haven't changed much. Because when you look at it, how many demons did Jesus cast out of people? if there were exorcists in that time and there were those that were able to go and pray out these these demons, then why was the man still stuck in the tombs being ignored and chained up? Why was the son still mute by a demon? Why does the Bible say that Jesus was casting out demons? If there were those that were able to do so, Then why weren't they doing it? But that's a question we'll leave there. But see, the problem was with Jesus, he was not doing this. He spoke a word and they were gone, he spoke a word and they had to leave. And not only even before He spoke a word, they recognized Him just as that man in the tombs ran up to Him and the demons said, have you come to torment us before the appointed time? They recognized that their time was short. But they also recognized, wait Jesus, but it's not time yet. But they recognized the authority of Jesus Christ. And today, we have the name of Jesus Christ, the one who has all the power and all the authority. So we don't need to do incantations or chants or anything like that. What we need to do is declare and speak the name of Jesus. And it says that at the name of Jesus, even the demons tremble. When he sent out the apostles, they went out there and they came back. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Because the kingdom of God is greater. The presence of God is greater. His power and his authority is greater. So when you wake up in the middle of the night, you don't need to start chanting and enchanting or whatever you got to do. Just start to call upon the name of Jesus. And through that fear, start to call on Jesus. You start to see someone not acting right, start to declare in Jesus' name. You start to get paranoid by that one walking and talking to himself, start to declare Jesus. Jesus. Because they might not you, recognize you, but they'll recognize the Jesus in you. But this is why it's so important that you know who the Jesus is that is in you. Don't let the devil camp out in your home overnight. Submit to God, resist the devil, and the word of God says he shall flee. And you declare the word of God over your family, over your home, over your community. Because his kingdom is greater. And you belong to the kingdom of God. Amen? So in verse 28 it says, but if it is by the spirit of God, and in Luke it says, or by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. In one version it says, or overtaking you. Or before you expected it, you didn't see it coming. John 1, 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered, defeated, understood, and cannot comprehend it. Because how many of us know that the light of God, oh, reveals all the darkness? And when that darkness is exposed, it loses its power, because it no longer has that hold or that fear on you, because now it's been exposed. The truth is out. And that's why it's very important for guilt and shame. Confess it to the Lord. Don't allow that to become a hidden area in your heart and life. Be honest with the Lord. Confess it to the Lord. Repent of it. And receive the forgiveness of the Lord this morning. Amen. In verse 29, it says, Or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man, then indeed he may plunder his house. Jesus is our strong man that came and defeated the devil and took us from the bondage of slavery. We were slaves of sin, now we're slaves to righteousness. Amen. Amen. we are victorious and because we are victorious of the work of the cross so what do I do with this what do I do with this knowledge what do I do with this joy of knowing Man, I belong to the kingdom of God Always know that, yes, the devil does have power. But that power is subject to God Almighty. It's not greater than God's power. Don't ever think he doesn't have power. He does have power. But just always acknowledge that God's power is greater and he is subject to God. And don't ever believe that lie of Jesus and the devil arm wrestling. That is false. Because Jesus doesn't need to arm wrestle, the devil. So take the picture of Jesus out, but put yourself there, because that's the spiritual battle. That's the war with the flesh. But Jesus is already victorious. So don't ever fall for that. Don't ever fall for the pictures of Satan on a throne ruling in hell, because nowhere in the Bible does it ever say he'll be ruling in hell. It says that he walks to and from amongst this earth accusing the brethren night and day in the presence of God. But it also says that hell was created for the devil and his angels. It was never meant for humanity. But in rejection of Christ, we choose to go there. But when you look at the revelation, it says that in the second death, that the devil and the false prophet will be cast into hell to be tormented day and night. So he won't be ruling in hell. He'll also be tormented day and night. Because hell is a real, real place. But this is why we are grateful to God today that the kingdom of God has come upon us. And now we as a people have a choice. I don't need to go there. We have a choice today to give people, you don't need to go there. Because there is a greater one that came and defeated Death and sin once and for all. But that's coming to Jesus and recognizing this. So, this second part has to do with our responsibility here. Because we believe in Jesus here today, right? Well, this scripture comes to mind, Proverbs 10:12, and it actually came out during prayer on Friday night. It says, "Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins." I'm going to read that again. Amen. "Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins." That is the power of God. It was his love, God's love for us, by sending his son Jesus to die on that cross for us. And that was the love of God, as the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the love of God. And that love overcame sin and death, overcame hatred, overcame the guilt and the shame that me and you were living in. And that love is still powerful enough to save today as that love is the love that continues to keep me and you day by day because we're reminded in that song, Lord, lead me to the cross. Because I need to be reminded and I need to remember, Lord God, that your promises still stand. And that your love for me has not changed. Because let's go to Romans 8. 37 through 39. He says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know that today you are now more than a conqueror? You are more than a conqueror. So whatever you're going through in life, you are more than a conqueror. Because you have the kingdom of God within you. You have the presence of God in you today. So therefore, all things are possible. So you can live and walk in the boldness of who your God is and who Christ is in you today. Because you believe that God loves you. And you believe that that love covered a multitude of sins. And washed you. And cleansed you. And restored you. And healed you. Do you believe that this morning? Then that is the power of the love of God. That came with the kingdom of God. And imagine it goes on to say, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. What an awesome scripture. That nothing can separate us from the love of God that is, remember this part though, that is in Christ Jesus. So whenever you doubt the love of God, get back to the cross and remember the love that he showed you. And the love that delivered you, the love that healed you, the love that helps you overcome, the love that provides for you, the love that comforts you. The love that sees you through, the love that will never leave you and will never forsake you. The unconditional love that is patient with you and me. Oh, I thank God for his patience. Amen. How many sometimes you just got to say, man, God, I thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for not striking me with the lightning bolt that we sang about earlier. (laughs) who's in charge what does that that verse say who tells the lightning bolt where it should go like lord thank you lord (laughs) (laughs) because that's the love of god amen he is a good god and that love was powerful enough to save me and you like the song that we sing mighty to save like we sang today because of your love It's because of his love today that we are free, that we are redeemed, that we can rejoice, that we can be thankful, that we can enjoy the blessings of our Savior. So I'll ask this again today. Do you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that he loves the world today? That's very important, that you don't only believe that God loves you, but also that you believe that he loves this world. Even those that you believe are not acting right. <laughs> even those that you believe like, man, that, that, that person is way off. But God still loves them. He still died for them. Even those you have disagreements with, even those you hate, even your enemies... Even those that have betrayed you and rejected you. But God still loves them. So do you still believe that? <laughs> Amen. And then he loves all those you love too. Amen. <laughs> the ones you're constantly praying for and, you know, interceding for and encouraging for and, you know. It's the other ones that you're just like, no, nah, let somebody else do that one. <laughs> but remember, God still loves them. But you know what helps me in that situation? As I think about it, man, I'm probably one of those two other people, huh? (laughs) Thank God you still love me. (laughs) Trying to point you guys out in here, no? Okay, all right, cool, amen. 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 We all love one another in here, amen? Amen. Love in here? All right, praise God, amen. (laughs) But here's the question. Since we believe that God loves us and he loves the world, Here's our question then, do you love me? We've talked about the love that God has for us and the power of his love. And that love is still in this world today through Jesus Christ. And that's the hope of this world today. That's the hope, that's the joy. And his love will never fail. But the question here is today for me and you is do you love me? Let's go to John 21. We're going to look at verse 15 through 17. John 21, 15 to 17 is Peter and Jesus having a conversation. Well, really, Jesus started, initiated this conversation with Peter as him and the disciples came together. And remember, this is after, this is the risen Christ, okay? Crucified and risen. And now they're sitting with the risen Christ. So this is about salvation. This is about restoration. This is about the love of God through Christ Jesus. Jesus as we see in this conversation that Jesus is going through a process of restoration. But he's not only going through a process of restoration, he's going through a process of restoration so that he can serve. And so that he can live for Christ. And so he can do what God has called him and predestined him to do and continue in the plan and the purpose that he has for him. Because Peter denied Jesus three times. He rejected him. Even though previously he says, I'll never leave you. And how dare you, Jesus, speak that about you dying? No. But Jesus knew his heart and knew the process that Peter would have to go through. Aren't you glad that God knows the process and what you and me have to go through in order to get to a place to recognize the restoration and the love and the forgiveness that we truly need? You didn't catch all that, huh? All right, I got you. We're still in the process then. Amen. There are places in our lives that we don't even realize that we need to ask for forgiveness for. But as long as we keep trusting the Lord and following Him, there will come a day when we come to that place and we recognize, Lord, I didn't even know this was an issue. I didn't even know I was acting this way. I didn't even know this was a, 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 an area of my character that needed to be dealt with, Lord. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I thought that's what made me. <laughs> but he does, but he works it out in his time. Oh, but thank God when we get to that place when we realize, but thank you, Lord, for restoring me, for forgiving me, and helping me to get back up again. So he tells them here in verse 15 through 17, he says, when they had finished breakfast, man, look at that, Jesus even provided breakfast, amen. Jesus said to Simon Peter, we're having breakfast next week too, guys, Food, okay, amen, amen. Yeah, provide, right, amen. Amen, I was all set up for uh, next week. And Jesus said to him, "Feed my sheep." The loves is talking about here is the Agapeo and the Phileo love, the action love and the brotherly affectionate love. In one of those versions, he's actually saying, "Are you really my friend?" But in each instance that Jesus is asking Peter if he loves him, Peter's response is, yes, you know that I love you. But he's saying, okay, then, put it into action. Do something with it. Tending the sheep, shepherding the sheep, and he goes on again to tend the sheep. That all has to do with labor. And you may say, well, that's just for Peter. He was a leader. No, it's for all of us. Because the Bible says you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We all have this responsibility. And yes, Peter would need this because he would go on to lead the church of Jerusalem for a season. And lead the apostles and all these different things. But see, Jesus was requiring more from him. Because I can ask you, and I did ask you, do you believe God loves you? And you said yes. Well, then go live as you do. Serve as you do. By loving the people that God loves. By doing everything that you do because of the love that God has for you and you have for God, but also for the people around you. He's saying, show me the love you have for me. And do these things with that same love. Do you love me? So this question I wrote here, and this is a question I actually had to ask myself a couple times this week. What I do, do I do because I love the people I do it for? And everything that I do, do I do it because of the love for people? And this goes on in my marriage, my family, we as a church people, my job, Do you go to work because you love your family enough to provide for them? Do you love your wife or your husband because you know that you guys are one in Christ Jesus? Do you pray for people because you truly love them And you want to see them healed, delivered, set free. Do you serve God because you love people? Are you here today because you love people enough to say, I love God, I love my family, and I love the people around me so much, that's why I'm here today, so I can be encouraged to the word and the love of God, because I know that his love is powerful enough to save them. And by me continuing to focus and keep my eyes on God because of that great love. I'm showing the love because I'm continuing in the faith through perseverance and endurance for the sake of those that I do love around me. And not only that, for even for those in the world today. Have you ever thought about when you pray for somebody or you pray for things in this world, are we doing it from a place of love? Because if I could say I'm praying for my brother Santos because Santos, I love you enough that I want to see God do a work through your life. And in that, the power of God's love is so great that I know that love as the kingdom of God will come into his life and overthrow everything else that may be trying to distract him or hinder him. Because the love of God is powerful. The love of God did that for me, and I know the love of God can do that for you. But it's when I find myself in a place, I'm just showing up to work, I'm just doing this, I'm just doing that. Oh, somebody needs prayer, let me just pray. But where's the power at? (laughs) Where's the strength at? Could it be that we get so caught up in life that we find ourselves in a place not having any power because we're not doing it in the love of God? In the love of the people. If we say, Sister Yolanda, we want to pray for you in the name of Jesus because we love you. And in Jesus' name, because we love you, we're asking, Father, in Jesus' name, to restore, to heal, to restore what needs to be restored in your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, everything in Jesus' name, because we love you and we know that God loves you and his love is powerful enough to do so. And every thought that comes towards and contrary to that in the name of Jesus must be bound up in Jesus' name. And it's because we love you that we agree in this. The power and the love of God. We read it earlier that a strong man comes into the house and overpowers a strong man that's there. Well, that's what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross in this world today. So that person that you're praying for that doesn't know God today, start praying for them in the love of God. Because you love them. Pray for the president. Pray for Trump. (laughs) A lot of people don't like him. Pray for him. But pray for him in the love of God. Pray for the leader in in North Korea. Pray for those in Afghanistan. But pray with the love of God because you love them. Because how do we know this? Because this is how we show God, I do love you. Because I love your people. And not just my family or my brothers and sisters in Christ, but the world, the people in humanity. Because I'll tell you something, love is able to overcome, Over what's it called, to wash away the sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. How many of us know that love is greater than hatred? But also remember... That the Bible also says, Lord, because I love you, I hate wickedness. I hate sin. I hate the things you hate because I love you and because I realize those things keep people away from you. So even in that, I'm showing my love for you. You may say, well, that's not right, brother. You're supposed to love always. I'm not saying the people, but the sin and the action and the things and anything that tries to keep people from knowing god because i can honestly say i hate religion if it's keeping people away from knowing christ jesus personally and putting people in bondage to tradition and thinking they're saved but yet don't know christ because even he says in himself, we, we, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We did all this. He says, depart from me, for I never knew you. The importance is, is you, I, this world today, having a relationship with Christ Jesus and him alone. Because that's the presence you need in your heart. That's the presence you need in your life. That's the presence you need in your home. That's the presence you need over your children, your family, your job, your school, our community. Is the love of God. And how many of us know that when you love someone, oh, you're going to stand up for them? And I believe I shared it on Wednesday. It's like your child, your child could be as bratty as... Just bratty. And you may complain about your child and say, man, my child do this. But the moment somebody else comes to sell, yeah, they are pretty bratty. What? That's my child. I could say that, but you can't. Dare you talk about my child that way. It's because you love your child. You could be feuding with a family member, but the moment somebody comes against that family member, now everybody's like, what? How dare so and so? And all of a sudden, the family's back together. Nothing better than bringing a family into unity, coming against someone else. Eh? I'm not going to say amen, but that's just a reality. You see a lot of families come back together like that. It's just messed up when it's another family member that now on the outside. But, but again, that's love, sometimes. And that's the question for us today. Do I, do I love God? Do you love me? His word says, this is how they will know you are on my disciples, by the love that you have for one another. Being able to serve God here today is because I love you. And because I love people. And when we say all people, we say that by faith, right? It's not easy to love all people, (laughs) but I'm not always easy to love for all people either. I don't know why, but you know, it's just (laughs) probably all asking the same thing, huh? Let's go to first Peter chapter four, verse seven through 11. Close up here. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 11. It says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. See, the reason why he's telling us this is so, when we do these and when we pray for one another, we're doing this in a place from love because we love one another. Not for motives, not for any other reason, but again, this has to be focused from the Lord. He has to direct us and guide us in this. And it says in verse 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly. We just prayed earnestly, and now he's saying to love one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. That's the power of the love of God. And it goes on in verse 9, "...show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen." Remember in 1 Corinthians 13, it says you can prophesy, you can speak in tongues, but if all this is done without love, then it's just as a noisy gong. It's empty. It's vain. And this is where we are at today as a church body, just to be reminded. It's not to say we haven't been doing so, but it's just to empower me and you today to be reminded, Lord, thank you for teaching me how to love. Because of the love that you have for me and the love I'm growing in you and teaching me how to love others. Homework tonight is 1 John chapter 4. (laughs) If you get a chance, go back and read that. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 21. If you get a chance to go back and read that, it talks about the love of God, but it also talks about the love for one another. Because to show God and to tell God you love him is more than just saying, yes, I love you, Lord. It's showing him that we love him by serving, by loving his people, and that everything that we do, we do it in love. So let me encourage you, you know, Mondays tomorrow and you go back to work, be reminded that you're doing it out of love to provide for your household. And if you love your boss, praise God, you're doing it because of the love of your <laughs> the owner of the people there, that they'll get saved, that they'll come to know the Lord. And because God loves them, me and you are called to love them. And I'm not saying you got to get all, you know, lovey-dovey and start hugging people because you're going to freak some people out. <laughs> but when you pray for them, you could try it, but, you know, just some of you know. <laughs> But what we do, let us do it in love for one another. So I'm going to challenge us this morning. I'm just going to ask you to look over to one of your neighbors this morning. Someone that's next to you. Okay. Come on, guys. Help me out here. (laughs) Don't be picky. Don't be picky. Okay, and now look to the person next to you, whoever's closest to you. And ask this question Do you love me? Amen? Now look over to somebody else and ask them Do you love me? Now let me ask you guys Do you love me? (laughs) Now you ask me. Yes, I love you. Love conquers all. Love covers all sins. So now what we're going to do is we're going to take that step further. And I'm going to ask you, in that love, because you love one another, let's take this time to show that love by praying for one another. And recognizing and knowing since you've said, I love you, then now you're praying from this place because I love you. Now I want to pray for you. And I'm going to do this because I love you. Amen? Let's take this time right now. Go, go ahead. Whoever's next to you, closest to you, if you want to get on up and find somebody here, let's pray together. Amen? And for those watching at home, we encourage you to do the same with us right now in the name of Jesus, because of the love of God this morning. Amen? Oh, we just thank you this morning, Lord, as we are still continuing to pray for one another this morning, Lord God. But we just thank you, Father God, as we are able to pray for the body of Christ, Lord Jesus. And everyone here this morning, Lord, and everybody watching with us, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, for our family members, our loved ones, our co-workers, Lord God, we just ask you this morning, Father, as you did so today, Lord God, reminding us, Father God, that your love covers a multitude of sins, that your love is greater and that Lord Jesus, your kingdom reigns and rules and we belong to that heavenly everlasting kingdom, Lord God. So Father, we just ask you to teach us, Lord God, that when we pray and all that we do, Father God, and what we do for one another, Lord God, and what we do in our normal daily lives, that Father, you would teach us, Lord, how to do it with love, Father God, because we love, Father, those around us, and because we love people, because you love people, Lord. You love this world, my God. So, Father, even in coming together today, Lord, we're doing this because we love you and you love us, but, Lord, because we love the people around us and the people in this community, Lord, and our country, Lord, and all across the world, Lord. And, Father, because we're still meeting together, that means that your word is still going forth. And Lord Jesus, as you change our hearts and teach us, my God, Lord, we are the change in this world today by Father God showing love for one another, Lord God. And teach us and help us, Father God, Lord Jesus, to do so with your love, Father God. Because without love, Lord, then, Father, it is pointless. It is empty, Lord. But with your love, Father, oh, is the power of God, Lord Jesus. Oh, so we just thank you this morning, Father, As you know that there are members in our church today that are sick in body, Lord. And Father, because we love them this morning, Father, we are asking for healing this morning. Restoration, Father God, and recovery, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that are backslidden and running away, my God. Father, because of the love that we have for them, Lord Jesus, we ask you today to draw them back to you, Lord. Father, to remind them of the love that you have for them, Lord God. And Father, we know that you are able to reach them right where they're at. And we know that all things are possible for, Lord, you are the healer and deliverer and Savior of the world. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us when we come together here to serve in the house of God, to do it with love, love for one another, my God. Oh, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. We just thank you for that great love, Father God, because Lord Jesus... Let it not only be our words that tell you we love you, but let it be, Father God, in our actions and obedience to your word, my God. As your word says, Father, to tend the sheep, to shepherd the sheep, Father. But Lord, that requires work. requires, Father God, putting in. It requires, Lord Jesus, laying down our differences, Lord. Father God, it causes us to have to forgive, Lord, because, Lord Jesus, you forgave us And, Lord God, because you love those that maybe we have unforgiveness to today, Father, we have to forgive and we choose to forgive because, Lord, we do love them. And, Lord Jesus, we do want them to be delivered and saved and set free because in that is our freedom. And in that, Lord Jesus, is our, Father God, liberty, Lord. But, Father, help us and teach us to do so, Lord. Because, Father God, Lord Jesus, that is a great gift, Lord, that we can even pray for those today. And we can love those today, Lord God. That, Father, within ourselves, Lord, we would not be able to love them. But because of we're doing it in you, Lord, we thank you today, Lord. And that love, Lord Jesus, is able to cover a multitude of sins. So we just thank you this morning, Father. We give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning and next week we'll be coming together because we love each other. Amen. And we love God. Amen. And let me encourage you today. Pray for somebody. Even if you if you get to see them, pray for them. If not, take that time. And when you pray for that person today, whatever they may be going through, do it because you love them. Amen. Start there. Lord, I'm praying for this person because I love them. Lord, start there and allow the Lord to lead you in that because he loves them. Amen. He loves them. And we need to grow in this. Amen. Amen. We all need to grow in this area. Definitely. And that's something that we can definitely do with his help. Praise God. You guys have a blessed Sunday today. Love you guys. Amen. And uh, we'll see you. We have Bible study on Wednesday. Amen. So we pray that you join us with that. Praise God. Have a blessed day and, and night.